You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. Today, we're talking all things CRMs, or for our listeners who are unfamiliar with the term, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management Tool. And it's something that allows you to store and track all of your prospect and client contact information. It helps you identify sales opportunities and keep track of client meeting notes, online transactions and service issues. And it even helps you manage your marketing campaigns all in one centralized place. This way, you and your team members will have all of the information you need to guide your prospect or your client along their journey to doing business with you. My special guest this week is Anna Crosby, the founder of Genie Collective. Now we're talking all things active campaign to be specific, which is the specific CRM that we use here at Spark Hustle Flow. Anna and her team at Genie help businesses expand and automate their marketing efforts, and they focus on content marketing and sales funnels. Now, Anna and I actually met several years ago when we were both in a membership program together, and I've loved her ever since. And a couple of years back, I actually asked Anna to, to join my support team as my tech VA. And having her on my team is a big part of the reason our marketing processes and the tech behind it is so solid. This interview is going to be so juicy and full of tips, so make sure that you have something to take notes with while you listen. I know you're going to learn, learn a ton, and I won't delay any longer. Let's go ahead and talk to Anna. Hey, Anna, how are you? Hi, Kimberly. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, I know that this is going to be an absolutely great conversation. It's going to be tech um, driven. And I always learn so much from the tech conversations and all of the behind the scenes and ins and outs of different uh, software platforms. So I'm excited about this conversation. Well, I am excited as well, because as you know, uh, since we have worked together and we're continuing to work together, tech is absolutely one of my favorite things about online business. And I love talking shop about all the different ways that we can make the tech work for us. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that. And um, so why don't we do this? Let's start off by you telling our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do and how we know each other. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Well, my name is Anna Crosby. I run uh, Genie Collective, which is spelled G-E-N-I. Um, and basically, my focus is on content marketing. That is my passion. I love figuring out strategies to help people take uh, their audiences from their free stuff to their paid stuff. Because after all, that's why everybody creates content, right? <laughs> So um, I take care of everything involved in that, um, helping create the content, but also help market it through email automations, which I know that we're going to talk about uh, today, specifically for active campaign, uh, but then also sales funnels and setting up all of the integrations and tech that go along with bringing people through your customer journey. I and, love it. Um, Okay. And then you also said how we know each other. So how we have we been working together for about two years, going on three years now. So um, I'm very honored to have been a part of your journey, bringing this podcast and everything else that you've been working on uh, to the people who actually need it. So I have been very privileged in that. And I love the opportunity to work with you. And now I love being on your podcast. <laughs> and, and, and the feeling is so mutual. Like you have been such a valuable part of the journey. You've seen me um, <laughs> kind of from the very beginning at, you know, the worst stage and, um, and where we are now. And I couldn't have gotten here without you. And so um, I want to share some of the 
knowledge and the expertise that you have been, you know, so gracious with helping me with. I want to share that with our listeners today. And that's, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast. So I'm excited. You ready to jump in? I am so ready. All right. Awesome. So we're talking, like you said, we're talking about email automation specifically with active campaign, uh, mainly because for, for our listeners, um, I use active campaign. Um, I've used several other platforms. We'll talk about that a little bit today too, but um, the focus today is on active campaign. And so why don't we start with you telling us what exactly is active campaign? What does it do? Sounds good. Active Campaign is classified as a CRM, which stands for Customer Relationship Management System. So it's not just for sending emails to your audience. It is actually for keeping track of all of your audience's activities with your emails, but also on your site, which products they purchase, what they are interested in. There's so many different ways that you can use Active Campaign to get all of your customers and audience members information into one place. And I guess I'm just going to say customers because let's let's be honest, like we all want them to be customers. So even if they haven't purchased anything yet, they're still, you know, kind of classified as customers. And I think it's just easier to, to say Absolutely. that. But yeah, so it pulls in all of your customers information to one, spa- one place, um, whether you are online or in person, brick and mortar, you can use that information to make your work- workflow easier. That's really what it does. It um, you can create automations for that are customer facing and you can create automations that are internal to help you keep track of when you need to do something. Uh, for instance, I have had set up uh, for clients internal automations that ping them when somebody has joined and uh, or joined the program and then ping them reminders about like, hey, you need to send them this or you need to send them that. An active campaign can do a lot of the behind the scenes, but for the things that you personally need to do, active campaign can help with that as well. So it's kind of like an all-in-one sales process and service management system, really. Uh, and I can't say uh, enough good things about it. I've definitely worked with other uh, platforms, which I think you may have some questions for me about uh, with that. But uh, long story short, for the price, you cannot beat the amount of features that Active Campaign offers. And absolutely, I, I, I don't even have an affiliate account with Active Campaign. Like I'm not an affiliate for them. I just love using them, and I recommend them to all of my clients. Yeah, you were you we talked about that when I made the switch from Infusionsoft to Active Campaign. And uh Infusionsoft was so much more expensive. It the, the price point was so much higher uh than Active Campaign, but Active Campaign can do so much of what Infusionsoft can do. I don't, you know, I don't miss. <laughs> I don't miss being on Infusionsoft in terms of like the features that I don't have uh, because Infusionsoft is great, right? But it, it's a it's a monster, and and there are a lot of features. There were a lot of things that I was not using, and so it just made more sense to convert um, over to Active Campaign. Is is there a particular type of business that Active Campaign, in your opinion, works best for? I think that if you have other software that you are using, for instance, if you're using, um, I mean, even some selling your products on your website, right? <laughs> if you need to send personalized emails based on customers' activity, I think that is broadly, <laughs> um, you know, the the type of person who would really benefit from Active Campaign. Uh, they do have some plan, like some of the higher p- priced plans include some more kind of CRM type features, like they have a deals feature where you can really track somebody's progress through your journey. So if you have a lot of steps that uh, people need to take in order to become a customer, that might be a feature uh, that would be useful to you. Uh, But even their light free plan still allows for plenty of customization, um, conditionals, you know, uh, sending personalized content based on activity, all that kind of stuff. So you, you mentioned whether you're a brick and mortar business or, or not, you could use this, this particular platform, but could, someone who is a product-based business versus a service business 
they could use active campaign as well does it integrate well with like the different shopping cart platforms and oh and absolutely such? Absolutely. And that's a great question. I have set up uh, e-commerce integrations with active campaigns. So it integrates very well with Shopify, which is one of the most popular uh, platforms for e-commerce. It will actually bring in your customers that you collect on Shopify. So if somebody places an order on your website without you know, first signing up to your email list or downloading any freebies or anything that we like traditionally talk about. Um, so if they just place an order on the website, Active Campaign will bring that data in and then you can send up follow-up emails. You can put them in an automation that nurtures them, sends them coupons, tells them about ongoing stuff. So it's a very seamless integration. For sure. I love it. I love it. And 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 for our listeners, what I'm hearing, what I'm kind of taking away from that, not only is active campaign something that we can use in our business as we uh, serve our financial clients, but it's also uh, something that w- will allow you to be to add more value to those clients by suggesting, especially for those who are serving e-commerce clients, right? So you you get to see all of the behind the scenes stuff and, and see what the pain points are that your clients are experiencing. And this might be a tool or a platform that you can suggest to your clients to help kind of streamline and, and make things more seamless. And so, you know, I'm looking at it from so many different angles here, not just for things that we might be able to use in our office, but also resources and suggestions that we might be able to make, you know, to our clients, depending on what space that client is in. Right. And so I think that that's so important. So let me ask you this. We talked about that. It's a CRM, a place for you to kind of house all of your customer information and manage that information. We talked about the email automations that we can do in sending out customized emails and things like that. Um, The advanced functionality of active campaign, uh, you mentioned quickly sales funnels. So that's another thing that you can actually utilize active campaign and to, to do is to actually help your client, guide your client through their customer journey. Let's talk a little bit about what that is and what that looks like with Active Campaign. Yeah, absolutely. So, sales funnels at, um, in case anybody is not familiar with the term or maybe they've heard the term thrown around a lot, um, basically, a sales funnel, all it is, is just a process for somebody to who doesn't really know about you or what you do to come into your space, learn more about you, learn about your offerings, and then be presented with an opportunity to purchase something that you have on offer at the time. So that's really all a sales funnel is. Uh, Not very, very complicated. Uh, A lot of people talk about, you know, setting up like these landing pages and all of that kind of stuff. Um, You can get very complicated with sales funnels, or they can be simply email based, uh, which is very simple. Uh, in Active Campaign, it's really easy to build them. They have a visual builder, so you can see kind of like a flowchart workflow of exactly what will happen to each person as they come into that automation. Um, the other good thing about Active Campaign is that you can build sales funnels in a modular way. So let's say you this month you are promoting offer A, but next month you want to switch it to promoting offer B. That's really easy to do with active campaign. You just build your offer sales sequences separately and then connect them based on when you want to make the switch. And Um, those are all the things that I just let Anna do for me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just say, hey, Anna, here's what I'm, here's my vision. (laughs) Can you go create it? Which is why you're here talking to us about it, because that's definitely not my zone of genius at all. It is certainly yours. So, okay. So you, the, the advanced function of, of sales funnels still can be really simple and it doesn't have to be, it's not only for course creators or program, you know, people who are selling programs, it it can also be used for service-based, you know, long-term recurring service-based businesses who the runway 
from the point of entry into the funnel to the decision point might be a lot longer, right? It might take accountants and bookkeepers a a while longer to actually convert a client uh, from someone and being someone in their audience to actually being a paying client. And so Active Campaign allows you to nurture them through that entire process. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I, when I'm designing a sales funnel, obviously it's um, always with the input of my clients. So I always find out, you know, what they're thinking about, what kind of things they can offer um, as like a freebie, what length, the length of sequences is also variable, but generally after somebody downloads a freebie, we like to set up a little nurture sequence that kind of regurgitates whatever is in that freebie because people don't usually or don't always come back to the freebie after they've downloaded it so they might not know what it what is in there so a nurture sequence helps to uh, continue establishing that connection and keep them engaged because as you said sometimes it can be a while until they are actually ready for your service so especially with um bookkeepers and accountants, uh, I know that around this time, uh, or maybe, well, a few months ago, I guess by the time this podcast is aired, tax season will be long over. Mm -hmm. Uh, But especially during things like tax season or giving tips for end of the year tax planning, something like that, that will be a great topic for a nurture sequence that um, will help it keep your customers engaged and uh, kind of keep you at the top of their mind as they are thinking about financial stuff. So basically the goal of a nurture sequence is to be helpful and to uh, keep keep your customers engaged with you. I love it. I love it. Okay. And so let's talk about for someone who is maybe who was like me and was on another platform or someone who's starting from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't have a CRM set up at all. Um, Is the setup process pretty intense with active campaign or is kind of the, is there a shorter learning curve? Talk to me about what that really looks like. So I know that active campaign has a lot of training available in their library. So if uh, you just Google something that you don't know how to do, I am sure you will find um, the correct article. But other than that, they do have a pretty intuitive onboarding process that tells you, you know, here's how you got to set up your um, set up your lists or uh, set up your physical mailing address. That's something that they require per the spam laws and stuff like that. So they do walk you through a lot of the setup. And um, one thing that I always tell my clients because when they're getting started with something is, or when they're starting with active campaign rather, is to not worry so much about all the different features from the beginning and getting things set up the right way <laughs> immediately mm-hmm. and just use what you need at that moment. And, and kind of let yourself grow into it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Active Campaign has the features that anybody who's ever used any other email service provider pl- platform will be familiar with, such as sending out broadcasts and scheduling those broadcasts to be set at a certain date. So that's definitely a feature that's immediately accessible. Um, you can create templates for your emails. So if you like the design of an email that you've created, you can easily save that as a template and then reuse it uh, next time. So uh, the visual editor for emails is fairly intuitive. It's a drag and drop. Um, it does have a little bit of quirks as with everything, uh, but mm-hmm. once you once you kind of like know what the how it works, then um, I haven't had clients come back to me with saying like I can't design my email. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's it's fairly intuitive in that way. The automations. Um, do have a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, Active Campaign works in a similar way as like a computer would uh, respond to instructions in a program. So you do kind of have to think about uh, dumbing down your process into like the simplest terms. For instance, when somebody enters the automation because they downloaded a freebie or something like that, you want to send them an email. So the first step is send this email. Then you say, wait one day if you if you want to send an email the next day. Wait two days if you want to send it two days later. Then mm-hmm. send the other email. Um, there's lots of if-then conditions and stuff like that that will come into play as you need them. So 
but you can get started using the automations fairly quickly, uh, I would say. I mean, you, you've tried to uh, set up mm -hmm. your automations too. So what mm -hmm. has your experience been? <laughs> it's so interesting, you know, because Active Campaign is to me so much easier uh, after being on Infusionsoft. And it's interesting that you use that example because one of the challenges that I always had, you know, on the other platform was if I created an automation and then decided to change it, it would throw off the sequence for the what the client would receive. Sometimes it would stop the nurture sequence altogether and that just bugged the crap out of me. And so <laughs> I have not had that problem with active campaign. I've been able to work through that. Um, and, and so I find like the automations and, 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 you know, putting the nurture sequences and things together on active campaign relatively easy and, and did from the beginning, because I always tell people, if you can learn Confusionsoft, Infusionsoft, <laughs> um, you can pretty much do anything. But um, so I, I did have a running start, but I even think for somebody that is, uh, is brand new to email marketing, to, you know, nurturing their customers, um, I, I think it's relatively, it's relatively easy to learn. Um, and the thing that I wanted to mention was, so most of us for a financial platform are going to be using something like a QuickBooks or a FreshBooks or a Xero. And those platforms aren't necessarily email marketing, customer nurturing platforms. And so yes. what you can always do is take that customer list out of your QuickBooks, as an example, and import that into uh, your CRM active campaign and set up automated or recurring emails. So for instance, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little techie on the finance side. So bear <laughs> with me for a minute, Anna. So let's say it's, it's, it's month in and it's time for you to gather your client documents and you want to send them a reminder and you need to make sure that they send you certain documents. You can actually set up an email sequence that reminds them uh, once a month or twice a month, this is what I'm going to need from you. Hey, it's time for us to get together. Your financial statements are ready and here they are. And here's where you can go to you know, the secure portal and pull those down. Uh, you can let them know, hey, it's time for sales tax uh, payments. All of those kinds of things you can actually set up as re as automations within yes. Active Campaign, and you can always either import your customer list in from QuickBooks or FreshBooks or whatever it is that you're using, or set up some sort of integration. And I'm not sure if there is an actual integration. I've actually never looked for Active Campaign, but. Even if there's not a direct integration between QuickBooks or an active campaign, they're probably you probably can easily set something up through using a um, a Zapier, uh, yes, like a Zap. That's exactly two, what right? I was going to say. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Active Campaign does have some native integrations that they are continuing to build. Uh, it seems like every few months there is something that they have built uh, as a native integration. It actually started out with having no native integrations whatsoever, and everything was integrated through Zapier. Now, of course, that was many years ago, and Zapier has improved a lot in terms of its reliability. So now um, it's the main way that we integrate active campaign with things like your scheduler for when people book appointments with you. That integration is solid right now. Um, and it works really, really well. Uh, you can integrate it with almost anything that Zapier can integrate with. So your Xero, FreshBooks, QuickBooks, all of that kind of stuff can definitely um, at least import your uh, new clients or your clients' emails into active campaign. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you ready to play rapid fire? Ooh, yes. <laughs> All right, so I thought we'd do something different. I've, I've kind of done pretty similar rapid fires. Uh, for all of our previous episodes, but this one, I want to do something a little bit different and do a this or that version. How's that sound? All right, let's, let's try right. it. <laughs> let's go. Uh, number one, beach or mountains? Mountains. Text messages or phone calls? Oh, text messages all the way. <laughs> Wonder Woman or Storm from the X-Men? 
I gotta go with Storm on this one. I love you. I, I, love I, you. I am a child of the 90s. I watched all those cartoons on Saturday morning. Storm was always one of my favorites. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Okay. Ice cream or frozen yogurt? Oh, that's is a tough one, but I'm going to go with frozen yogurt. Okay. There seem to be more flavors of that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Rom-coms or uh, action flicks? This is getting hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am probably going to go with an action flick. Okay. Me too. All day, every day. <laughs> and then the last this or that question is, and I'm asking this because I I'm, in your bio, we talked about that you love gaming. So video games or computer games? Video games, meaning like console games? Uh-huh. I will have to go with team computer games. Uh- <laughs> See, I'm probably telling my age if I still call them video games, are they and now today, these days, is like console games. So. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's very heated opinions on whether it is console or PC. Um, since I do have a PC, um, mm-hmm. we opt to save money and mm-hmm. uh, just game on our PC, which is, which is fantastic. I love it. That was fun. Thank you so much for playing <laughs> with that. I do have some other questions that I want to I want to ask you before we start to wrap up for today. Uh, but I want to spin a little bit from specific active campaign questions for a moment, um, and and ask you because I know that you're in the tech space in in this online marketing world. What's your biggest pet peeve right now that you're seeing in the digital marketing space? Ooh, I would say my longest running pet peeve is people teaching that you need to use certain tools like, oh, you need to use ClickFunnels. If you don't use ClickFunnels, you're not serious about your business. And I'm not picking on ClickFunnels. It's I, I see this rhetoric uh, a lot, especially when people are talking about tools and stuff. And I understand everybody loves loves the tools that they use and they want to have people use them. Uh, but when my clients come to me, it's always dependent on what they need. So Yes, I love active campaign. I will recommend it mm-hmm. if it is a good fit. But if they have a different tech stack, if they are using something else, um, for instance, right now I'm working with a client who's using Kajabi and Kajabi is an all-in-one kind of platform. It does everything. So their website is on there. Their email marketing is on there. All of that kind of stuff is on there. So of course, I'm not going to recommend for them to use active campaign. You know, I'm not going to say, oh yes, well, you also need this active campaign because it can do blah, 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 blah. You know, so even though there are some things that active, active campaign might do, better or differently or easier or you know whatever it's always dependent on what they want so right and um, it's it, so. right it's definitely preferential because when i think of using uh, an all-in-one source uh like a kajabi I, I i get it but there's a piece of me too that's like okay but if it goes down everything's down okay no i get yeah, exactly. i'm not comfortable <laughs> with that and so it really is about preference right Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I would say my biggest pet peeve is people saying that you have to use something because it's the the trendy or most popular tool of the day. But I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to evaluate where you're at, where your business is at and how you like to work. Like you mentioned, you know, you're not really into the all in one stuff because if one part of it goes down, then, you know, everything else breaks, uh, which is definitely a valid concern. Um, But it is easier for some other people. So yeah, I would say that that um, in the tech space, that's the one kind of thing that always makes me cringe <laughs> when yeah. I get those kinds of emails. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely say I've, I've seen that too. So I, I totally get that. Okay. So here's, here's a question you can choose not to answer, but I'm just so curious when I'm, when I'm talking with, uh, support professionals, um, who have been in the space for a while. So, mm-hmm. Do you have a dream kind of online or digital marketing influencer person that you would really love to work with that, you know, just like you said, if I could work on a project with him or her, you know, that would be just so awesome or so cool? Huh, that is an interesting question. Um, I guess I never thought about the big names 
uh, in online business because I feel like the people who need my help more are the smaller people, right? Like the people who are not that well-known. There may be like a solo solopreneur or maybe have like one or two people that they work with on their team. Uh, I feel like that may use my talents a little bit more uh, than somebody who is very well established and has a large team. Honestly, that kind of seems overwhelming for me <laughs> uh, to work with somebody who has, you know, like 20 people on the team. And then, you know, I have to figure out how to coordinate with that. So <laughs> and maneuver yeah. through that. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, I get I would, that. I would say my dream has always been helping people like like me. Right. Um, I have a tiny team. We are four. And um, I feel like having my own business has really changed my life. And I want to work with other people who want to change their life as well through owning their own business um, and working for themselves, maybe quitting the day job uh, at some point. Uh, you know, I feel like that's kind of where I'm always looking and not so much at the big names that have already made it, but the people who um, are going to make it. <laughs> And so like the big names that have already made it. Yeah, I, I, I hope people would always understand that there is so much business out here to be had for all of us. And I think that we oftentimes, we, we gravitate towards those bigger names and the people who we see kind of all the time all over the place. But if we just would take a step back and understand that there are some mid-market, you know, emerging entrepreneurs who are doing some awesome, awesome things that, um, you know, there's, and who don't want to work with like big players. Right. And so they want to work with people at that, at that, at that same level who have the same values that they have too. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. great. Absolutely. That's great. All right. So next question, can you share what your maybe top two, three, if you have them, best tips are for someone who's DIYing active DIYing. campaign, like setting active campaign up for themselves? Like, do you have like your top couple of tips? Okay. Hmm. All right. So um, I think definitely set up templates for everything. Um, you cannot have too many templates. <laughs> Uh, as long as you can keep track, obviously, of what they are. But templates are a great feature in ActiveCampaign. So you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. So you have to send out a newsletter that just has, you know, one call to action and like one paragraph of text, like really simple. You don't have to worry about like, oh, I have to put in my logo and I have to put in my sign off and all of that kind of stuff. You can just create the template and then use it. So templatize everything, make it super easy on your future self uh, by just, to, uh, and it's really easy to do an active campaign uh, from any email that you have already sent. You can click the, uh, like, I think it's like a drop down arrow and there's an option to make it a template. So that is the first tip. The second tip is that something that a lot of people don't really know um, exists in active campaign is called, uh, variables. So just like in algebra class, when you had the letters that stood for a specific value and you had to find the value of that and then you would cry because you couldn't. Um, but in active campaign, it's a lot. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Math was not my strong point. <laughs> don't get that whole, how do we go from numbers to alphabet? I don't get it. No. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, well, variables in active campaign, um, good news, are a lot easier to use. So a variable is something that you can insert into your emails, uh, but that you control what is actually going to be populated when you insert that variable in another spot. So let's say that you um, want to create your signature. You don't have to recreate it on every single email. You can make that a variable and then uh, have that variable be on whatever email that you want to, or all your emails to have the signature. But let's say that you want to change your signature. Maybe you want to add a PS or you want to add like a special offer or something like that to it. Instead of going into every single email that you've already set up in your automations and in your campaigns and in your templates, you can just 
uh, change the variable in the, um, it's called like manage variables menu, and it will automatically update across all of your active campaign account. So that's a really simple way. So if you know that you might change something later, go ahead and make it a variable, put it in your emails, and then don't worry about it uh, when you need to change it. I love that. Um, I'm, we're, we're definitely gonna have to do some work around that and make sure that I, I think we're doing something like that with, at the very least, my podcast emails that go mm -hmm. out to my guests. So I think I know exactly what it is that you're talking about, but that's awesome. And you also made me think of, of, of a more advanced functionality, but I wonder, and, and I remember in Infusionsoft, I could change an email and it would actually change what the person who had received the email already would actually see. Is that possible in active campaign to your knowledge? Um, if they have already received an email from active campaign mm -hmm. uh, and then you change that email, they won't receive it a second time. They won't receive it a second time and it won't change any of it. They'll receive exactly what we sent out the first time. Well, so I think we need to back up a little bit and um, talk about like how automations are set up. So automations, like I mentioned before, are set up in a very linear way. So anything that you have previously sent will not be sent again to the same person. However, if you make changes below their spot in the automation, they will get the updated version. So it's not like you set up an automation in active campaign and it's set in stone and you can never change it. You mm -hmm. can actually do a lot with an automation once somebody is already in there, including moving them up or down uh, in the automation, um, changing the emails that they're getting before they get them, obviously, once they have already gotten it, you know, they've it's already done. gotten it. So if you want to change it, it will be changed for the next person uh, who goes through the automation. So I can't change, if I send out a bad link, yeah. I can't change that link and make, and correct it. I have to send out another email that says. Right. Yes. Yes. Oops. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like, um, same as with the emails that you personally send. Um, personally, I love the undo feature in Gmail. It mm -hmm. saves my butt so many times. So um, many times. but yeah, but just like sending a personal email from Gmail, um, you can't, take it back and change it because gotcha. it has already landed in their in their email inbox and active campaign works the same way uh, but you can definitely send a follow-up it's super easy to find people um, or target them with certain conditions whether they've clicked on a link or opened this an email or didn't open an email or you know based on any of the actions that they took within uh, active campaign you can target them and say like hey you might have gotten this email that link is not correct. Here is the correct link. You know, tech gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, and then my last advanced, I think, question is in terms of open rates and spam with Active Ooh. Campaign. I know that some of the platforms kind of, unfortunately, have a have a bad rep, and a lot of their emails automatically go into spam folders, especially in Gmail. Does Active Campaign have that problem, or are you know have you have you not heard of that happening at all um, with Active Campaign? And do they have pretty decent like open rates? I guess, which to, in my mind has a lot to do with emails going into spam or not or junk right. or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, with Active Campaign, you cannot use your personal email uh, or Gmail. Uh, email or any other kind of um, uh, email address, you have to use your business domain email address. Now, I can talk a lot about um, the <laughs> e uh, domain, your, dom your own domain emails, but I will just mention that it is possible to get them without having to pay for like an extra service. So I'll just leave that there. Um, and if anybody has any questions about that, send them my way. <laughs> I will. And uh, and I will help uh, set that out. So so because they don't allow you to use a Gmail address or an email address that's not connected to something that you own, that does help prevent a lot of um, spam complaints um, because they active campaign is 
semi-protective about their platform and who they allow to use it. So they put in those uh, anti-spam protections like using your own domain email, having a physical mailing address uh, that you are required by law to have uh, to put on your emails. And because of that, I have not heard of many people complaining that their emails are not getting delivered. Now, it's always a good idea um, to tell your customers or your audience, you know, hey, make sure that you're getting emails from me. Um, put Drag them over to your primary inbox tab in Gmail. Or if you notice that it's in spam, mark it as not spam. Um, and that will only happen for the first few emails that you send. And you can kind of um, monitor the if it's really important that a client is opening up your emails and reading them, um, then you can build in into your automation some reminders that will get sent out if they haven't opened an email. So, um, and if they have opened it, it will skip to the next section and obviously not send them reminders about opening stuff. Um, that kind of stuff is really um, useful for service-based businesses. Um, because, for instance, like you said, um, a bookkeeper might send an end of the month email saying like, hey, you need to do X, Y, Z. You need to book your appointment here or you need to give me all of this kind of stuff. So if it's really important that they read that email, you can actually set up an automation that will monitor whether or not they opened it or clicked it or anything like that. And then you can set up reminders or even a reminder to yourself saying like, hey, this person hasn't opened the last three reminders. Maybe it's time to reach out to them personally by email or call or whatever. Um, and that's where the CRM portion kind of like brings it all the way around because you can actually insert their phone number into the email notification that you receive as the service provider. So you don't have to go hunt for their phone number in your QuickBooks wow. or FreshBooks or Zero or whatever. It's right there for you in an email. So you can just pick up your phone and call them. So it'll send me them. an email to like as a reminder, like yes. outside of their automate or I guess in, inside included in their automation, mm -hmm. but they don't, it sends it to me that they haven't done what they need. Oh, I love yeah, that. Exactly. I, mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. And that, that that kind of um, makes it super easy because then you don't have to worry about like, wait, have I heard from this person? Like, have I checked in with them? Like, are they okay? Like, are they doing what they need to be doing? And that, I think that really improves uh, customer service and the experience that your customers will get because um, it, it kind of is like, personalized touch points, but without you being in there every single day, keeping track of, you know, however many clients you have. Helps you, helps us stay organized and, the, mm -hmm. and keep the workflow going. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So tell me, Anna, we're getting ready to start wrapping up, but tell me exactly what types of, do you, do you offer specific active campaign uh, services or tell me how do you work with your clients is it is it more of a um, holistic approach or do you work specifically on active campaign for clients how does that work so I definitely have some a la carte services but there's generally a um, two or three step process that I like to take my clients through. So when uh, a new client comes to me, they're usually trying to figure out, you know, how do I get people from my free content over to my paid content? Or if they don't have free content, then they're even more confused because they're like, well, what kind of content should I create? Like, what kinds of freebies can I offer? How is that going to get me paying clients? Because, you know, creating content is fun. Uh, and everybody says that you should do it. But unless you are seeing a return on that, then it is a waste of time in business uh, terms, mm -hmm. because let's face it, we're all here to make money and um, selling stuff is really mm -hmm. important. So the first step of that is I usually do a content audit. So I look at everything that they have out there. I look at their social media profiles, their website, whether they have um, blogs already or they make videos or you know what kind of content they create and what kind of offers they have. Um, and then I lay out a plan. Um, and even when, even if they choose not to have me implement the plan, they will have the plan so they can DIY it. So mm -hmm. those, um, those of, uh, you know, people listening who like to DIY stuff, that is really nice. I've gotten really good feedback on the content audit section 
mm-hmm. basically I will design um, what sales funnels need to happen, where, how would the journey look like from them downloading the freebie or even maybe how they even heard about the freebie in the first place um, to a nurture sequence, to a sales sequence, um, and then ongoing nurture and stuff like that. So um, that is kind of the first step. And then we start building things from the back up. So we actually start with the sales funnel for the offer, because I want to make sure that there is something in place that will let people know what you have for sale and um, let people purchase it. Because if you don't have that, then anything else that you do is going to be fairly meaningless, uh, I would say. So we build the offers first and the sales funnels to go with them. And then we build it backwards um, with uh, the what I usually like to call excuse me, what I usually like to call like an education sequence. So this is uh, the part that we talked about before where people download something and then, you know, they stash it away Mm -hmm. on their computer somewhere. (laughs) And um, basically you are trying to keep them engaged enough until they get to the sales sequence. And then anything else that happens before uh, before that, before um, downloading the freebie will be built last. So that is kind of the process that I go uh, through for the sales funnel piece. And then um, content creation is actually the last part that we usually work on. Um, because now that we have the funnel, the whole funnel in place, then any piece of content that they create um, can directly lead to a sale, which gotcha. um which kind of wraps it all up with a neat little bow. And then they can see that, you know, the content they are creating is actually uh, filling the funnel, so to speak, in marketing jargon, right? Like having people come in and subscribe uh, to or to their mailing list as part of uh, downloading the freebie. And then, you know, you can nurture them and sell to them. And it is just fun stuff all around. (laughs) And, you know, I love that, um, you know, I love an entire process, number one. Uh, And then number two, you know, I absolutely love wrapping things up with a bow and and not feeling like I've got any stragglers or, you know, (laughs) hanging chads all around, like something's falling out and missing. So that's, that's perfect. I I love that you start from the the back end and work your way forward. Um, And so I know that we talked about, uh, how you work with clients. And, and before we jumped on the call, we talked about what your, um, what your offer to our listeners might be. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure thing. Um, so as I mentioned before, everybody's business needs are different or they can be unique uh, or maybe you have a system for following up with your clients that is unique to what you've designed so i love to start my relationships with a call and um it's free <laughs> if you okay. go to my website geni collective g-e-n-i collective.com um, you'll be able to easily schedule a call on there and a lot of times those calls end up being like a great brainstorming talking shop session, which I absolutely love. Um, I give tons of advice on those calls. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it that being my content audit, but it almost kind of ends up being uh, a mini one because uh, mm-hmm. we end up talking a lot about the offers and um, how Uh, strategize a little bit about how we can use the tools that they currently have or maybe recommend to supplement with some tools. So I would uh, love to offer those calls to uh, your listeners and um, uh, and my brain turned off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. I think that I I think that that's incredible. And you guys um, take it from me. I can absolutely attest. Anna is is phenomenal at what she does and she's a giver. And um, not that I'm saying I want anybody to just come in and take advantage of, of that <laughs> at all. By no means am I saying that, but trust me when I tell you that even on a 30 minute, you know, or 20 minute consultation call to find out more about her services, you are going to walk away from that meeting feeling as if you have really learned some things and, and, and that there are some solid, solid takeaways. So we will definitely share 
uh, how they can sign up for those calls in the show notes uh, on the podcast. And, and I got, guys, I, I just really encourage you to take advantage of, of sitting down with Anna uh, to talk about that, those content audits. Um, I, I believe wholeheartedly that um, you're going to love working with her. It's, it's not going to be, you know, kind of a one and done. So prepare yourself for that. Um, because she is awesome to work with. So how else can we actually connect with you, you know, on the socials or online or anything like that um, and learn more about uh, GNI Connect uh, Collective? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's a case of the cobbler's children have no shoes at the moment. So <laughs> I, um, I am active on Facebook, so you can uh, find my profile. I guess we can put it in the show notes uh, and just message me on Facebook or you can go on my website and schedule that call. Uh, like we talked about, I'm fairly accessible and um, I would love to chat even if it's through uh, texting on Facebook or something like that. Um, I have actually made little screen recordings for people when they had like a quick question. So yeah, absolutely. I would love to uh, to talk to you if you have questions about active campaign, if you have questions about, you know, how do I connect all of these things? You know, what tools do I need is a very common question that I get. And my answer is, unfortunately, it depends. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I've experienced uh, that firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is that if you are a DIYer and you just want to hop on to like learn how to set up active campaign, you want to have somebody just like teach you the ropes. I do offer coaching as well. Um, and that's like really easy, like no long-term commitment, anything like that. It's just a la carte hourly. And um, if you are interested in that, that is available as well. Guys, I told you she was a giver. <laughs> I told you. Now you know too. <laughs> well, this has been absolutely incredible. Totally amazing. I didn't think we'd be on uh, for almost an hour, but when, when oh, the wow. content, when the content is is incredible. You just can't help, but, you know, to keep going. Um, and I so appreciate you spending some time with us, uh, for this, this episode. Thank you so much for sharing such great knowledge and, and your expertise with us today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. I appreciate you and thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Well, that's it for this episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening as always. Um, stay tuned for more great content from the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. And as always, be proactive, be productive and be profitable. And we'll see you on next week's episode. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.